This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grasso Show, live and in living color right here. I'm the one and only. Where else would it rather be? 98.7 ESPN. Almost a full three-hour vehicle tonight. You know what? In my book, this counts as a three-hour show. You know, that's how we're going to approach it tonight, even though it's only two and a half. But guess what? If you are just completely enthralled by the sound of my voice, don't fret. Don't worry. Don't despair. Because we're in this one for the long haul tonight. That's right. Because after this little show is over, we're going to have Knicks basketball for you, which I'll be a part of tonight. I'll have your pre. I'll have your intermission. I'll have your post. So it's going to be you and me into when the milkman delivers the product on your front stoop in the morning. Everything's turning up Dan, 2023. (laughs) That's right, Jordan. It is. And the number to call, of course, is 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Harvey Cruz and Joe Leo are producing the program tonight. They're my pals. They're also going to be producing the Knicks broadcast tonight. So we'll have the pregame for you coming up at 930. Between now and then, though, we got a lot of things to check off the old list, do you and I. And as always, you can contribute on Twitter at Dan Grasses, where you can get me G-R-A-C-A. Our buddy, Alan Hahn, will join us a little bit later on around 9 o'clock tonight. He's out on that West Coast trip with the Knickerbockers because he's, of course, doing some TV work on this trip for MSG. But he's got the night off. Because the Knicks are on national TV. See, when you're good, you get the national TV flex assignments. And so this is a TNT vehicle tonight. So Alan's got the night off from the Knicks. So I said, you know, we're going to put him to work. He's going to come on with us, and we're going to talk about whatever we feel like talking about. But that'll be at 9 o'clock. We'll also get into a lot of college hoops tonight because the madness is here. It's March. You got the Big East tournament going on in the city. You got Fordham about to take the court in a little while out at the Barclays Center trying to punch their ticket to the dance if they can have a good few days here in Brooklyn and capture the Atlantic 10 tournament. Uh, And there's also big coaching news happening around the country because a couple of legends – are now ex-coaches at their respective alma maters, one being Patrick Ewing. You just heard it there on the update. He was let go a little while ago by Georgetown. Really no surprise there, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. And yesterday we found out that Jim Beheim, his run is done after 47 seasons with Syracuse. So Mike Waters, who does an outstanding job covering the orange for Syracuse.com, he'll join us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour to talk about how everything unfolded for Mr. Beheim and that school there in central New York. But we got to start with the football, of course, because another day and more rumors, more rumblings, more do we hear anything coming out of Malibu about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and their pursuit of him. Here's what we do know so far, right? Jet Brass went out to California and they met with the four-time MVP, right? Everything was good. They were all on the same page. Seems like they hit it off. And remember, the Green Bay Packers gave the Jets permission to go out there and talk to Aaron Rodgers. And according to multiple reports, that the trade compensation, if indeed it becomes reality, has already been agreed upon. The contract, because the contract has to be worked out a little bit, that has also been agreed upon here. That according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. So things are kind of moving in that direction. Now, the only thing that has to take place before this thing really goes through and this city just completely loses their you-know-what is that the player himself has to give the thumbs up and give the green light. And that is the gray area right now. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Look, deep down, this whole time, he may just be wanting to go back to the Green Bay Packers. Maybe this is his way 
of alerting the Packers to the fact that, hey, you see that? There are other teams that still think I'm pretty good. There's other teams that still want me to be their quarterback, which I don't know why you wouldn't think that. Even though he had a little bit of a drop-off last year, I mean, the guy's still a pretty darn good quarterback. He still did win two out of the last three league MVP awards. Nobody else can make that claim, can they? But if he gives the green light, literally, he'll be wearing green again next year and hopefully maybe for a couple of seasons. And it is, like, freaky how this whole thing has kind of played itself out here, right? Fifteen years later, when under almost the same circumstances, when Brett Favre's time was coming to an end with the Green Bay Packers because they had a young first-round quarterback who had sat for a few years that they maybe wanted to turn the reins over to, namely Aaron Rodgers. Now you got Aaron Rodgers in the Brett Favre role because the Packers have a young whippersnapper, a first-round pick, and Jordan Love who sat for a few years that they want to turn the reins over to. And so Rodgers now might be traded to the Jets. It's unbelievable. It really and truly is. Andrew Brandt who's former front office executive with the Green Bay Packers once upon a time and, you know, does a great job writing for SI and, and different publications, you know, with the, from the business side of sports. He tweeted out earlier today, which I thought was kind of funny. Can't wait for that Jordan Love to the Jets trade in 2038, right? Because it's like every 15 years, whoever the Packer young quarterback is, they just, there you go, there you go, gets traded to the Jets. And you know what? I don't know if we're going to be in that situation. If you're the Packers, you hope that Jordan Love is good enough to justify that not only is he just still playing in 15 years, but he would warrant a trade, you know, anywhere that he would still be coveted by someplace else. But the optimism is swirling. And if you're a Jet fan right now, I don't have to sit there and tell you what it's been like. Right? I don't have to tell you how difficult it's been for how many years and how many decades and how many, you know, watching everybody else get their turn drinking out of the cup and having the ticker tape parade and having the party and hoisting the trophy. And then you're sitting there like peering through the window while everybody is inside having a good time and you didn't get an invite to the party. That's what the Jet fan's been like for 55 years. Waiting, pleading, praying that maybe, just maybe, we'll have an opportunity and a crack at that glory again. Haven't even been back to the game, right? Like think about how many teams have just made like fluky runs to the Super Bowl out of nowhere, out of nowhere, right? Carolina Panthers have been to two Super Bowls, right? The Arizona Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. Meantime, <laughs> the Jets get to the championship game, no problem, but can't get to that game. But maybe this will change things, right? If Aaron Rodgers says, you know what, I'd like to be that guy. And legacies are important to players. Don't let him tell you any differently. You know, they might give you the cliched answer and say, nah, you know, I go out there and I got to play and I'm just, you know, one day at a time and all those. No, 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 no. Legacy matters. And to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's a prideful dude, you could tell that it's going to mean a lot for him. And I brought this up, you know, for the last couple of days, just talking about the prospects and the chance of this becoming reality. I know that Rodgers won four MVP awards already in the NFL, already won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. You know, so he's been to the top of the mountain. He's accomplished everything that there is to accomplish. But can you imagine if he comes to this team and to this city that, like I said, has not been, forget about one, been to the Super Bowl in 55 years and somehow wins it? You talk about legendary status. You talk about iconic status. I mean, he immediately goes down as one of the most popular athletes in the history of this city, ever. 
You know, the Marc Messier story is one that I think certainly is comparable. You know, Marc Messier was a guy, if he retired and never played another game after he left the Edmonton Oilers, right? Never played for the New York Rangers. If that never happened, he's a first ballot, no doubter, hockey hall of famer, right? One of the greats to ever play the game. Accomplished everything that there was to accomplish. Guy won five Stanley Cups with those Oilers teams. Gretzky was a part of a few of them, of course. But then he gets traded over the New York Rangers, and what happens? Rangers have gone 54 years, or went 54 years without winning a Stanley Cup. The captain guarantees the victory in Game 6 of the Conference Finals against the New York Rangers, or against the New Jersey Devils, rather. And then on and on, they win the Game 7, they go to the Finals, they beat the Canucks in seven games, and voila, that Stanley Cup means 50 million times more than any of the previous five that he won as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. And that's the one that he's always going to be remembered for. That picture of him taking the cup from Gary Bettman, laughing hysterically. That's going to be the snapshot of Mark Messier's career, him winning the cup with the New York Rangers. And it would be the same exact thing if Aaron Rodgers did it with the New York Jets. Not to say that we forget about Broadway Joe and Joe Namath forever. I mean, he's legendary. He's got, he's got his own his own category. But this would be out of this world. And Joe will be the first guy to tell you, you know what? He hates being in that room by himself. You know, he wants some company. He wants another Jet quarterback that's a Super Bowl champion. Please. Please. But that's what's at stake here. Rodgers' popularity and his clout could even go through the roof. If he comes to this city, a woebegone franchise, down on their luck for as long as they've been, and somehow, some way, helps them to a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. There'd be a lot of that. There would be a lot of it. And you know what? It might be happening. Here was Adam Schefter, the latest on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Take a listen to what Adam had to say pump the brakes. There's a lot that has to happen first. For starters, that meeting had to go well, and it sounds like it did. Both sides had to get to know each other. Then there would have to be the difficult breakup between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that neither side has been willing to do for a couple of years now. Then the Green Bay Packers and New York Jets would have to agree to compensation, which is not going to be easy to do. And Aaron Rodgers would have to be willing to restructure his contract. There's a lot that has to happen before he would become the quarterback of the New York Jets. Now, at this point in time, they are the most likely suitor, the most logical landing spot, but Aaron Rodgers still has to decide that he wants to play when he's been considering retiring once he came out of the darkness. What side of the bed did Adam Schefter wake up on? That's what I'd like to know. I I mean, you would almost think that he's a Packer fan and doesn't want this to happen. I'm kidding, of course. But, yeah, we've outlined all those things. But again, don't you think that they're a little bit further down that road? Jets just didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, you know what? Gas up the private jet. Let's go all the way out to Malibu and meet with Aaron Rodgers. You can't do that. They're not going to do that unless they were given some assurances from the Green Bay Packers that, yeah, this is okay. There are rules you have to play by in the NFL. So I think that this has been agreed upon, at least from the Packers jet side of things. Talking to some people close to the situation saying the same thing. They're speaking the same language here. The only stumbling block right now, potentially, 
is Aaron Rodgers making that decision. He's the one that has to ultimately give the green light. Now, does it happen? We don't know. Nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Hell, he'll be the first guy to tell you that. Nobody's in his inner circle. Nobody could speak for him but him. So until he comes out of that palatial estate there in Malibu, whether it's another darkness retreat or whatever the hell he's doing, we don't know what he is thinking and what his tendencies are for the rest of his football career. But to me, it just doesn't sound like, you know, if you could kind of read the tea leaves, that going back to Green Bay seems like it's mutually what both sides want to have happen. Right? I mean, we've heard multiple times that the Packers might be willing to move on here and kind of are a little eager to move on and to pass the baton over to Jordan Love. What say you? 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We'll get into the latest on Rogers watch, but in the meantime, you know what? Joe Douglas wasn't sitting around twiddling his thumbs. Joe Douglas busy making other moves, shaping this roster for 2023 with or without Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback. We'll talk about those moves earlier today as well. Like I said, we'll get into plenty Knicks. Yankees dealing with some injury concerns we got to touch on. Mike Waters joins us a little bit later on to talk Bayheim and Syracuse. Alan Hahn will dial us up from Sacramento as well. Dan Gross' show, we're rolling until 9.30. Then it's Knicks basketball right here on 98.7 ESPN. Pump the brakes. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sacramento tonight. Then the L.A. double dip Saturday, Sunday with the Clippers and the Lakers. Then they close it out up in Portland coming up next Tuesday. So those are the four games on the West Coast. Then they come home. And then, oh, by the way, the Nuggets and Mr. Jokic waiting for them at MSG. But talking Jets, Rodgers, the latest, what could happen. Exciting times. Breezy's in the truck. He's up next. They're up first, rather, here on 98.7 ESPN. Breezy, how we doing? I'm doing good, Dan. What about yourself? Breezy, you know what? I'm living the dream. You tell me. What's going on with you? Okay, this is what's going on with me. I'm a longtime Jets fan. I'm 57 years old. And I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on my team. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that gives me a migraine every time, I mean, every time y'all say is them four MVPs that he won. That's just a regular season award. It really don't carry no weight. It carries no weight. After he won them awards, he lost. 
and with the awards came winning the division. What he had to play two games to get in the Super Bowl, he couldn't do it. Yeah, but you make it sound like it's so easy, right? You make it sound like ev- – do you realize before Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year, Breezy, that there was a streak of nine consecutive regular season MVPs that went to the Super Bowl the year that they won the MVP and they lost the game? So nothing is given. I mean, we make it sound like going to the Super Bowl is so easy. I mean, you know, winning one playoff game is hard, much less two, but, much less three. I'm not saying that it's easy, but the way everybody speak about Aaron Rodgers, he should have won at least three or four by now. They, they, they label him the greatest quarterback. They got him labeled higher than Tom Brady. I don't, I know, all I know, Tom Brady got seven Super Bowl rings. I don't know how many MVPs he got because there's no need to mention that. He's got three. Yeah, there, okay, but there's no need to mention that because he got seven rings. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Pat, let me ask Patty you a Mahomes. question. But, but stay with me, Breezy. Just stay with me. Stay with me, okay? And l- l- we'll work through this. Would you say that football's like the ultimate team sport and that, you know, you could be oh, the greatest quarterback, the greatest player, all these things? Here right? we go with that. Here we go with that. All right, fine. No, 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 no. Not, not here we go I with knew, that. Look, yeah, look I knew Breezy, you were going to blame said, it on the team. Breezy, you said you, you got migraines. I'm trying to, I'm Breezy, I'm trying to clear up your migraines. That's what I'm trying to do for you. I'm trying to help you. You're a Jet fan. Now, listen, Tom Brady, he's got seven rings. Guess what? If Adam Vinatieri doesn't make two field goals, if the, if the Seahawks don't throw an interception, a dumb interception at the two-yard line, that's three less rings that Tom Brady's going to have in the old trophy case. That's first and foremost. That's what I mean. It's a team game. The kicker had to make kicks. The defense had to make plays. It's more than just about the quarterback. How can we sit here and say, that Aaron Rodgers is the reason that he never got to another Super Bowl when didn't his defense potentially get run all over by the San Francisco 49ers the last time he was in the playoffs on that Saturday night at, at, at Lambeau Field? Oh, when, when he was outplayed by Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, again, outplayed. Outplayed. Is it a one-on-one game, right? Like I said, if his defense couldn't do anything to stop the ball, if his special teams made gaffes, which they did in that game, why is it all on the quarterback? Because the quarterback didn't throw any touchdowns in that game, Dan. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw no touchdowns in that game. Do you know what? I, do you I, know, like, first of all, and Breezy, i got to move on to the next guy, but thanks for the phone call. Aaron Rodgers in his career, in the playoffs, okay? A, he, his teams have a winning record, okay? He's 11-10. and 10. He's thrown 45 touchdowns, 13 INTs. Just in the playoffs. And, yes, it is very much based on your team and what they do for you. You know, how about that NFC Championship game? You guys remember the NFC Championship game that Green Bay played in Seattle? I think it was that year, as a matter of fact, that, that, that um, Seattle choked away the Super Bowl against Tom Brady with the stupid Russell Wilson interception by Malcolm Butler. What was that, 2014, I want to say? Packers had a big old lead in that game in Seattle. But they didn't lose because of Aaron Rodgers. They lost because of boneheaded coaching decisions by Mike McCarthy, a fake field goal that his special teams totally went to sleep on that they allowed uh, Seattle to convert, and other plays along that game, which didn't have anything to do with the quarterback. I understand that the head coach and the quarterback get the majority of the credit, they get the majority of the blame. They're the only ones that get records assigned to their names and next to their names, but that's not fair. That's not the whole story. And oh, by the way, All right, like now we're going to sit here and some people are going to throw cold water on winning MVPs. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
Remember, once upon a time, Peyton Manning was considered a bum by a lot of people that didn't know what the hell they were talking about because he had a losing record in the playoffs early on in his career. Guy only went on to win five MVPs. He's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But, no, he's a bum. You don't want him to be your quarterback. John Elway. All right, for those who remember in the 80s, John Elway was, a, was considered a guy who couldn't win the big one because he went to three Super Bowls in 86, 87, and 89. He took those Bronco teams that no, they were nowhere near Super Bowl caliber. He took those teams on his back to the Super Bowl, and he got his ass kicked. In all three of those Super Bowls, because he lost to superior teams, the 86 Giants, the 87 Skins, and the 89 Niners. 89 Niners, they beat him 55-10. to 10. It was one of the most boring games I ever saw in my life. But that's not on John Elway. He took them there on his back. And then what happened? At the end of Elway's career, he finally got a better team around him. He got better help. He got an MVP in Terrell Davis and a coach who knew what the hell he was doing in Shanahan, and they went back-to-back Super Bowls. But Elway wasn't the one driving the bus on those teams. And then all of a sudden, we look at Elway's career differently because he's got two rings. Not when he was playing at a much higher level when he took three teams to the Super Bowl on his back. This narrative about just because you can't win in the playoffs that you're a bum, please, please. And all the Jet fans that are sitting here throwing this out there, they said the same thing about Derek Carr for the last couple of weeks before he went to New Orleans. Oh, what does he ever want? All right, fine. You want to run it back with Bryce Petty next year? Call up Bryce Petty. I think he's working at Kmart someplace. You might be able to get him back for cheap. You want Josh McCown back to be your quarterback who's 58 years old? Is that what you want? Because this is some of the people that you've had as your quarterback. Now you've got a guy who's won four MVPs. He's one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time who's actually entertaining the thought. Let this sink in. Entertaining the thought of being the quarterback for your team that has not won jack in five and a half decades, and now that's not good enough for you. Spare me. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Dan Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grasser Show. 98.7 98.7 ESPN. Remember, we're going until 9.30. Then you got Knicks pregame. Knicks and Kings kicking off their West Coast trip tonight. We'll have the pregame and the broadcast for you. Talking football, talking some Jets. And, and look, I, you know, I didn't mean to get a little excited there. You know, these Pump things happen the sometimes. No harm, no foul. But it's, we, we got to get past this, right? He never won it. So you mean to tell, think about it. Who was the last Jet quarterback? to even sniff MVP consideration, that he was like anything worthy of being an MVP or in the running. What, Vinny Testaverde back in 1998? It's the last one I could think of when he had an MVP-like year. Mind-boggling. That's it. So to sit here and say that one of the top 10 greatest quarterbacks might want to play for your team, and now we don't want him because he, he, his teams haven't won as much in the playoffs? What, what playoff games have you won? What playoff games have you been in? What playoff contention have you been in past uh, Halloween much of the last decade? Beggars can't be choosers, as a wise man once said. Darren in New Jersey is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Darren, good evening. How are you? Hey, I had to call in. I, I just don't understand the ignorance or the stupidity of people, Jets fans, and I'm a Giants fan, calling and not wanting this guy to play for them. I don't understand it. That ring you just went on a couple minutes ago just nailed it. Five and a half 
decades, haven't won anything. And this guy want, might want to come here, and there's people calling you saying that they don't want him because he hasn't won anything. What defenses has he had to support him? Well, not only that, it's, I mean, it's everything. And like I said, defenses, you know, injuries on his offensive line. I mean, on and on. And on. I mean, wh- who's to say that now with a good team around him or a better team around him? Remember, last year, if you just want to make it recently into last year, right, Jets went into Lambeau Field and kicked the you-know-what out of the Packers that day. Not just whatever right. the final score was. I mean, if you watch that tape, they literally kicked the crap out of the Packers. All right? So – that team was better than his team last year. And if you put a healthy Aaron Rodgers, one that doesn't have a broken thumb, by the way, on this Jet team, which might even have more talent on it for 2023, you mean to tell me that they can't have an uptick in wins? And what did Scott say today? 400 days ago, he was the league MVP. Right? Amen. Uh, Amen. Have a good night, my man. Darren, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. You know, guy won two out of the last three MVPs. And remember, his down year this past year, quote-unquote down season, is still light years better than anything the Jets have had at the quarterback position in eons. 26 touchdowns, 12 INTs, 3,700 yards passing. (laughs) Right? If you put those numbers, how about this? Put that quarterback play on just this past year's Jets team, you're in the playoffs. And maybe even win a playoff game. My goodness. John in Brooklyn is up next here on 98.7. Johnny, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just, as like a, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm talking about the uh, the commanders today. And just like. John, let me ask you I a question. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you make your point, but I'm curious. You're, you're, you're in Brooklyn, right? You live in this area. You're a giant fan. Yeah. And you're cruising yeah. around tonight. And then all of a sudden it pops in your head. Boy, I wonder what the hell the Washington Commanders are going to do with quarterback this season. Yeah. I'm curious as to how that popped up. I've been thinking about this all day. Interesting. Okay. Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson to the Commanders as Dan Snyder trolling because he's going to pay Lamar Jackson that price and make owners have to pay that price, one. And two, <laughs> Eric, the- Eric the enemy on the Commanders making Lamar Jackson look like Something we never seen before. They got better receivers than he ever had in Baltimore. Their running backs are decent. Their coach. I, I hope Ron Rivera doesn't run him into the ground like Cam Newton. But like, I think that would be a really good team. And lastly, I wanted to say that the Nets. Uh, can we? Can we? Can we really blame the organization? I see Kyrie, KD blaming the organization. Well, KD's still getting hurt. Kyrie's still playing with another star and not winning. So can we say it's the organization? It's, it's never the organization, John, and, and thanks for the phone call. I don't think, look, I, I don't think anybody held the Nets responsible. What the Nets did is they took a swing for the stars because you re- realize in this day and age, in this climate, in the NBA, you got to have superstars. That's the only way you're going to win a championship. And they brought a couple of guys in here once upon a time who it seemed as if were eager and sincere about playing with one another. Right, They genuinely liked each other's company, and they thought that they could make this thing a destination and a championship product. And the Nets said, sure, why not? Right, That's what any of these teams do. And then all of a sudden it went haywire. Right, Kyrie became somebody that you didn't know what he was going to do from one day to the next. KD couldn't stay healthy. KD asked for a trade. Then he didn't want to be traded. Then he pledged his allegiance to Kyrie again. Then he has to be traded again. You know, The Nets could not have scripted this four years ago. 
At the end of the day, the responsibility falls on the players because they're the ones that drove that thing into the ground. If you want to get on the nets for allowing it to happen and maybe you should have cut bait a little bit sooner, well, that's a discussion we could have. Rashad's in Brooklyn, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Rashad, talk to me. What's going on? Hey, good evening. Good evening, Dad. What's up, Rashad? I agree with you. Hey, what's up? What's up? I agree with you with the first caller that called having a problem have essentially having a problem about Aaron Rodgers not winning a Super Bowl and that being a kind of uh a, having having cold feet of ha- bringing Aaron Rodgers to the Jets I'm here thinking I'm a I'm a Giants fan I am I'm here thinking Aaron Rodgers would be the best QB even at 40 Aaron Rodgers would be the best QB the Jets ever 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 had and he's complaining I, I just don't get it. I just Rashad, want to say Aaron Rodgers, and, and look, Joe, Joe Namath is a legend. Joe Namath is an icon. He's a Hall of Famer. He, he, he's great. Aaron Rodgers would be, like you said, the greatest quarterback the Jets ever had. Ever. Aaron Rodgers is one of the ten greatest to ever play the game. Jets would be fortunate if he ever wore their uniform, even for a preseason game, much less an entire year or two. That's how much of a difference it would make. Hands down. I mean, you're talking about, and I look, I know he's a quirky dude. You're talking about NFL royalty, for crying out loud. As I said, there's one other human being in the history, the history of the NFL in the Super Bowl era that has won more Most Valuable Player awards than Aaron Rodgers, and that's Peyton Manning. And oh, by the way, let me tell you something about Peyton Manning, too. I said earlier that in the beginning of his career, when his Colts teams were losing to Brady and the Patriots in the playoffs, a lot of people were throwing cold water on him while he was having excellent regular seasons and winning MVPs and all these other things. Manning became a two-time Super Bowl champion when it was all said and done. Remember? He went out on top with a Super Bowl. Broncos beat the Panthers in Super Bowl 50. Do you guys remember that Bronco team? Do you remember that season in any way? And do you remember that version of Peyton Manning? That version of Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball more than 15 yards. He was shot. That version of Peyton Manning earlier in the year was benched. Benched. Not for a quarter, for multiple games. For Brock Osweiler. Okay? Not some future Hall of Famer. For Brock Osweiler, because the Broncos felt we got a dominant defense, and they won that Super Bowl because of defense. Von Miller, Elvis Dumerville, all those guys. Von Miller was a Super Bowl MVP that day, not Manning. All right? They benched him because they didn't think he was good enough anymore. But they put him back in. He gets him to the Super Bowl. He gets a second ring, and all of a sudden his legacy looks different to people because he's a two-time Super Bowl champ, and he won a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback with two different teams. But that second one, he was diminished. It was his team that lifted him past the finish line. Aaron Rodgers is still at a point in his career where he can lift you past the finish line and put a team on his back. Now, I don't know when it's going to give out. Nobody does. Nobody. Peyton Manning was still setting records with the Broncos. The year before, all of a sudden, he couldn't throw the ball. Brett Favre was still an Ironman. Remember, before Br- Brett Favre's first season in Minnesota, he took him to the championship game. He had a phenomenal year. He threw a horrible interception in the NFC championship game, but he had a great year. And then that next year when he came back in 2010, it all fell apart. And then he was done, and then he got hurt, and then his Ironman streak was over. You just don't know when these guys are going to give out. But right now, if you're the Jets, 
Rodgers has not really shown any evidence to where you wouldn't justify going all in and bringing him over here. You shouldn't. Here's my pal Artie in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7. Art, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even talk to the producer. Start yelling. <laughs> I said, listen, we, we, a couple of weeks ago, you asked me if he's coming. Yeah. I said, I don't think so. Now, what, you know what's, what's bothering me? Now I think he's coming. It would be so disappointing <laughs> if we don't get him. But I, you got to admit, it is an arguable thing. Okay, because I know my man Ira doesn't want him to come. I think we're just afraid that, like the far thing, it's going to be a one-year deal, or he, he's not the same. You can't look even look back at the last year. You can't say that that Rogers is not a better quarterback than Carr. I think they're just nervous that if we don't win it in the in the next year, he won't be the same in the next two. You don't know. They're taking. If he does come, we're taking a shot at the best possible chance to win the Super Bowl. Look, you know, you look at the, the odds; they are now the Jets sixteen to one um, odds to win the Super Bowl. I don't even think we were sixteen to one in '69. <laughs> Artie, they haven't won sixteen games in the last, I think, three years combined. <laughs> right. So I mean, so I mean. I think the Jet fans have just gotten punched around so many times that it's almost like somebody that doesn't feel like they deserve to have a good woman or something like that. We feel like we don't deserve to have a quarterback or something. I don't know. But let me tell you, if we do sign them for the next three months, we are gonna, I mean, it's going to be the best feeling that we actually have a chance. We have a legit shot at winning a division, at getting a home playoff game, at winning, dare I say, a Super Bowl. I mean, how can you argue that? All right, dude, thanks for taking the call. Man. All right, be good. And, again, you're going to get a motivated player, too. You're going to get a motivated player who you know that he hears all the stuff that was said about him, that they think he's washed, and the fact that his old team wants to move on, essentially, to the young guy because they may think he gives them a better chance to win football games. And, you know, some people wanted to write him off after his performances past year when he was playing with the injured thumb, thinking that, you know, he was shot and he couldn't do it anymore. He's going to have something to prove. Isn't that funny? You don't, normally, you don't get a motivated player at the age of 39, and the guy who's already won four MVPs. You don't usually find a guy that has to prove himself, but that might be the case if you find a way to acquire Aaron Rodgers. 800-919-3776. We'll talk about some of these other moves that the Jets made today as well. Plus, we'll get into all the college hoop stuff to start hour number two. Dan Gross's show. We're going until 930. Then it's Nick's pregame right here on 98.7 ESPN. I think he's working at Kmart someplace. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Remember, we're taking it right up until 9.30 tonight. Then you got Knicks pregame. Knicks and the Kings started bing the West bong. Coast trip. Bing bong, bing bong, bong, bing. Uh, remember, we got a lot of shows coming up. Show again tomorrow night. No interruptions whatsoever. So full three hours tomorrow night. And then back again Saturday morning for our usual 9 a.m. show. Same thing next week. A lot of shows next week because a lot of uh, free nights. No Knicks Rangers. So we will uh, have plenty to say between now and then. And maybe just maybe, maybe. We'll have some finality on the Aaron Rodgers situation by that time uh, when it rolls around. Anyway, um, Jets were busy today, though, regardless of sitting around waiting for 
the Green Bay quarterback to make up his mind. They make a trade. Now, remember, these all aren't official until next week, the start of the new league year. That begins on Wednesday. But for a seventh-round pick in next year's draft, 2024, Jets send that to Baltimore. They get Chuck Clark, who is a safety. And not only that, he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he can play him at linebacker, plays all over the field on defense, very, very versatile. Best part about it is the guy's durable. He's been a starter pretty much for the last four years, has not missed hardly any games, and his cap charge for the upcoming season is just a hair over $4 bucks. Now, does that make Jordan Whitehead expendable? You put two and two together only because, by definition, Chuck Clark is kind of a box safety. Whitehead's a box safety. You don't want two guys back there who are essentially the same thing. So I wonder if the Jets will maybe look to move on from Whitehead, who, let's be real, I mean, he didn't have a fantastic season last year. Left a lot of plays out there. He'd probably be the first one to tell you that. So do they look to move on, and do they think that the $10.2 million cap hit, which Whitehead has coming to him next year, Maybe the Jets want to maybe slash that in half a little bit, and if not, you're forced to make a tough decision. We'll see, but Chuck Clark at least gives you a little bit of insurance if indeed you do move on. Remember, you got free agency. You got the the draft coming up. Remember, both the Cincinnati safeties are free agents in, in, in Von Bell and Jesse Bates. They weren't franchised. You got Jordan Poyer, who's a free agent, up with the Buffalo Bills this past year. I mean, you have some good guys on the market. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson with the Philadelphia Eagles, but his price range might go a little bit too high there. We'll see. They have some options to work with there, but Clark is a nice addition there, all for a seventh-round pick uh, from 2024. And they also uh, are reportedly going to part ways with Braxton Berrios, and that's also something that's not really a surprise there. They tried to restructure the contract. They tried to make that number a little uh, affor- a little bit more affordable. They couldn't work out a new agreement, so they're going to cut them loose there. And it wasn't a surprise in the sense that if you watch the team, remember, two years ago, Berrios had an all-pro season, right? He was an all-pro first team in the return game. He contributed even on the offense at wide receiver. He was involved, and that was generally due to a lot of the injuries and stuff like that that they had. But Jets identified him as somebody that, you know, they wanted to keep around, and they gave him a nice contract, which reflected that. And then last year, the first year of the New Deal, he had a drop-off in production. You know, he wasn't very good. Didn't have any explosive plays in the return game. Didn't really contribute that much in the offense. And, you know, the thing that's going to stand out, everybody remembers that one play, the drop in the end zone in Minnesota that would have given them the lead uh, that game in December late in the season. But they tried, and so he's going to get cut here, and it's going to save them $5 million in cap space. So it's all about a numbers game right now, and especially if you're trying to bring out a guy like Aaron Rodgers you know, and not only just Aaron Rodgers, you still want to fine-tune this roster and bring in other talent from other teams to be able to give you a best chance to win as possible. So we shall see. Jose's in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jose, how you doing? How's it going, Mr. Garazzo? Jose. Long time no see. <laughs> What's up, buddy? So I wanted to talk because I, 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 I do feel um, a lot for, you know, both sides of the argument when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Because nobody's disputing the talent, but I am going to do, but when a fan does bring up that the MVPs are regular season awards, that's not a bad point. That's actually what it is. It's a regular season award, and nobody can tell me the back-to-back MVPs that he won. He was better than a Burrow or a Mahomes or a Allen. He just had statistical better numbers, and the media was more concerned with trying to create this new narrative that Aaron Rodgers was the new Peyton Manning and was going to be the better Peyton Manning 
and beat Brady. And when that story didn't come to Not fortune, at 36, 37 years of age, Jose. He had already a long career and had won a couple of MVPs. He had, he had the already. top 10 defense. He had the top 10 defense and a, and a top five offense with the floor those first couple of years. We got to stop giving him these excuses. But I don't understand what the new Peyton Manning. I don't understand where you're going with that, though, Jose. But because because of the fact is is that let's face it, the the media has really turned into Aaron Rodgers into trying to be the next great talented quarterback that was so much more talented than Tom Brady, but yet he didn't win. And Tom Brady Tom Brady ended up capping it off with another Super Bowl. But it, it's, it's, but Jose, like it's not about it's not about Tom years. Brady. It's like who can like Tom Brady's done. Well, whether he is or he isn't, but his legacy is secure. And I thank you for the phone call. All right, I got news for you. All right, there have been a lot of quarterbacks who are more talented than Tom Brady. There's a lot playing today, presently, that are more talented than Tom Brady. It doesn't mean that they're as great as he was when it comes to his career and everything that he accomplished. You know, those are two different discussions. But Rodgers is one of those guys who, yeah, he had more talent than Tom. To Aaron Rodgers is one of probably, if you want to go from top to bottom, all around, everything you add up, he might be one of the two or three most talented players to ever play the position. Seriously. Okay, you go John Elway, you go Aaron Rodgers, you know, when his career is all said and done, you might have to say Patrick Mahomes at the rate that he's at right now, just in terms of everything. That's how good this guy is. You don't win MVPs by accident. That's the other thing that I get a kick out of here. Okay, it's a regular season award. Yeah, but don't you have to have a successful regular season too to be able to get to the playoffs like that? That that has to mean something, too, right? So by comparison, like, how much success have the Jets had in the last, oh, I don't know, 20-something years to where they even were in a position to go to the playoffs? Right? Like, why would you reject that? Like, like being good in the regular season is a bad the, – the playoffs are a crapshoot. The best team doesn't always win. And, oh, by the way, two years ago when Rodgers won that first MVP, who did he lose to, his team? He lost to friggin' Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. I don't care where the game was. Lost to Brady and the Buccaneers. And oh, by the way, was it Aaron Rodgers' decision to not go for it on that, or, or to go for it on that fourth down and not kick the field goal and maybe take the points? Remember when they didn't get it and they had to had the turnover on downs? Was that Rodgers' call? Right. A lot of things that go into this. A lot. Anyway, good first hour. We come back. We'll, we'll do more on the football stuff. We'll also get into the college hoops, though, because it was a crazy day on the court, off the court, plus the situation and the turnover that's happening up in Syracuse. Jim Beheim, an institution, he's not going to be coaching the team after 47 years. We'll talk to Mike Waters in about a half an hour. Covers them for Syracuse.com. We're taking it until 930, then it's Nick's pregame. Dan Grasso Show here on 98.7 ESPN.